0: Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur
1: by experienced managed service providers. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. Uh, We are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP uh, channel only uh, based out of Dallas as well. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I I wanted to do this podcast was because visiting a lot of these events, I, I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues that, that we experienced. So wanting to take that pain away from some of the new guys, they decided to go with this podcast.
2: My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a man service provider. We started in 2005. I started with, well, I think, a total of three employees, and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop. We're located in South Central Indiana, servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all of those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way.
0: My name is Joe Yusia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT, we're located out of Toronto, Canada, we're currently about a dozen employees, we're an MSP, we were originally founded in 1999, I truly believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help me and and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share with me their mind share on, on how to overcome issues, so I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago and many years in the working and here we are. So I hope that you really get a lot out of this podcast and learned the things that I wish somebody would have told me. Follow, like, and subscribe
2: at itforwhiskey.com. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe, and Craig. Welcome back to another episode of IT for Whiskey. I am Craig with my buddies, Joe and Myron. What's up? What's up? This episode is a unique one because actually I am sitting here on Sanibel Island looking at some wonderful palm trees and a beach while my best buds are at their office working their butts off. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I'm so sorry. You know, that's that's strike two within
0: a week for you, man. Strike one was uh, last week, not showing up at the event, but strike two now. You know what, buddy? One more strike, and we have to reconsider your membership to the clan. I have a
2: Trump card, I've got pictures. All right. <laughs>
1: okay,
2: <laughs> and we're going to move on from that conversation. <laughs> you just got tenure, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, guys, this episode, this episode, we're going to cover the uh, the event that I actually failed to attend. Um, we have some things to celebrate and talk about. We also have some uh, really good topics to kind of cover to, for our listeners.
1: Yeah. So we were uh, Joe and I uh, were at the exchange event in Las Vegas. Uh, first time uh for me at a exchange event in las vegas the hotel was pretty cool um was way off the strip kept everybody at the event which was pretty cool yeah i didn't see the strip once the whole time we were there yeah and neither did i i mean it was it was it was it was good i liked the hotel i did not see the strip either Joe, what do you you think about the the event? Well, this event
0: was a little bit of a special one for me. We were both there in different capacities, you as a sponsor. I actually, being on the advisory board for the channel company for Exchange, I was involved in quite a bit of it, but got to moderate our boardrooms and whatnot. But one of the cool things that I got to do this time was I actually got up on stage and said my piece about the cloud. Absolutely. That was awesome. I watched that live on YouTube, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually have to give my hats off to Myron for that one. There was a lot of uh, people back home that got to watch it at the same time, so thank you for that. No problem. Channel Cole, if you're listening, I'm still waiting for my video clip that you promised me. But anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that uh, the, the, the thing to me about this event that changed the effect it had on me and it changed how I look at things is there was this amazing keynote speaker. This guy's name uh, is Kevin Brown, he's an author. Wrote a book called uh, The Hero Experience, and he got up on stage, and I'll tell you something. It was probably the first keynote-type speech that I was in tune 100% of the time. He did not lose my attention for uh, not even a half a second. This guy was phenomenal. By the time he finished his hour-and-a-half adventure, I literally was sitting on Amazon and bought his book. I'd say I am almost finished it, and... Wow. So if anybody has an opportunity to check out uh, Kevin Brown's book, it's called The, the Hero Fact. It's phenomenal. Uh, what a great read and if you want to learn about uh, what a lot of us as MSPs are missing out on, not only MSPs, but any business in general, The Hero Fact is totally it. Strongly recommend. I don't want to spoil it, but all I'm going to tell you is the book truly is about how can you be selfless and how can that selflessness make you successful
1: so it's a it's a great read unfortunately I, I did not attend the keynote and, and boy have I wished I did because everybody at the event was like man that keynote was just great and typically you know as you go to these events you know <laughs> those keynotes are not uh, entertaining if you're able to connect with the with the speaker and he's able to provide some good feedback of what you go through in life and you know through this journey you know that that's that's an awesome thing. And he definitely executed and uh, achieved that 100%. He
0: um, he made me reflect on myself to think, hey, you know, what am I missing out on? And what could I be doing better? Tell you, man, this guy nailed it right on the head. I was so impressed. And his book, uh, you know, for all my staff that are listening, um, expect a copy of his book. I just ordered a bunch on Amazon and they're coming in any day
1: Mandatory read for everyone. Absolutely, I've done that. I've I've gotten books um, and you know forced my staff to read them, and and later on they they thank me for it because it opens them up to new ideas, a new way of looking at things, and and it helps the business overall. So I mean, just the concept of finding a good book and being able to provide that to your team. I think that's something that that everybody should do. Craig, do you do any like that with books uh, for, for your staff? I have bought some books over the years from
2: the various events that we have all attended to and I have brought them back and made them available to the staff, depending on what area they are in, in the office. And uh, I keep them there, um, I loan them out, but I've never have bought an entire set of books for the entire office, which I like this concept. I think I might actually do that this time and see how that goes. Because I'm sure there are people that I have given the books to and have brought them back to me and they have not read them. <laughs> so
0: I think from a, from a cultural perspective, if you buy one for everyone and people
2: start reading it, they're going to feel the peer pressure to finish reading it. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a good concept because there may be people that I've not read the book. Well, why, why haven't you? I've read the book. Yeah, that's I like that. This is not a book about MSPs at all. This is not a book about any
0: industry. What the book actually is about is how you treat your customer. And it is applicable to any industry across the board. And I can't think of an exception. It's, it's just well-written. It's very simple, easy reading, not very complex words. So if you struggle... Is it eighth grade level education needed? I, I, I can't peg it, but I can tell you it's below my personal reading level, but that's okay. Not that I'm super smart. It's just I've, I've read much more complicated books that I actually had to sit there and really analyze it to understand what the author is trying to say. Oh, good. That means I'll get it. <laughs> you probably will, actually. <laughs> you know, this is one book I, my, my, I'm hoping you'll actually uh, you'll understand. But the point being is that it truly speaks to, to any industry. It speaks to any profession that is in the customer service business, which I don't know about you, but I think most companies are in the customer service business.
1: If they're not, they're failing. One of the, the,
2: the taglines for Pro Blue is we are a customer service company that so happens to be in IT. That's one of my stances, is that we're here to help the customer, and uh, it just so happens that we do information technology, so to help them any way we can. Even if I can't help them, for instance, like I would turn them over to somebody who could. I don't want to tell somebody I can do everything, because I, obviously I cannot,
1: I cannot do everything. The other keynote that was awesome to see was uh coming out and seeing the channel co uh ceo come up and speak oh he came out and spoke huh bob skelly wow yeah bob skelly was on stage yeah he came up and spoke i gotta i gotta tell you
0: guys something i had drinks with him on saturday night what a great guy he
1: is yeah, he seems like a nice guy. I mean, he seems like a genuinely just straightforward guy, um, and I've I've heard that from some of his staff too. So that, that's pretty cool to hear. But he he had this. Uh, and it wasn't a panel. It was like a one on one interview with different uh, MSP owners, and uh, our our very own Joe was one of those guys, and went through some questions, and uh, it was it was pretty pretty exciting to see you know my bud up there having to answer about where the cloud is headed. It's pretty cool. You're making me blush, buddy. Come on, stop. It's the truth, though. It's the truth. I mean, you know, I was super excited. The, the team was out there supporting, right? Didn't everybody get up super early? I was surprised because it was an 8 o'clock keynote. I didn't think anyone was going to be in the room. <laughs> I was down at like at 7.30 to have some breakfast. And when I saw everybody there, they're like, no, we're all here. We're, we're having breakfast early to make sure that we don't miss uh, Joe's Joe's part. So um, that was pretty cool. Thank you for all the guys that made the effort to get up. I know that, you know, I was part of the reason why you went to sleep late the <laughs> night before. <laughs> yes, yes, you were. <laughs> ha. And and funny. after Joe's presentation, I went back to bed, <laughs> 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 while everybody else went to boardrooms. <laughs> you know what's funny is
0: I, I got to say it was it was great to see a bunch of the the old gang there. You know, like our our good buddy Guillermo and Ricky, the the infamous Todd, our previous guest and good friend. Rex was there as well. And what was really really great to 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 meet was. Um, uh, Ricky's partner Will as well. He's a he's a great guy, and there there was there was a lot of really awesome people that were at the event that that we got to hang out with, and then there's the the usuals, right? Like Tracy and Cody and Dana and ct and alex and just that whole group from the channel company they're they're a lot of fun and uh they they uh kind of you know let their uh let their hair down on on the final night and it was great to get on the dance floor with them and, and have some fun but uh
1: there were other there were others too that that joined the the you know they joined the, the, let's call it the clang, you know, um, there was Don and David, um, from third element, you know, they, they hung out without, with us most of the time. Oh, yes. There were a couple others. Um, I, I don't remember the names, uh, or, or, or the faces <laughs> because of the event. That was pretty cool. Thanks to the channel, Cole, for having a scotch bar. The last night there was a scotch, scotch and tequila bar. That was. Off the charts, Craig. You
0: missed out on. They had an Iran eighteen. They had an Oban eighteen, and they had what was that other one again, uh, Martin?
1: It was a blend, but it was. F- it had something. The name was like something political. It was like was it like Talisker? The, yeah, yeah. It was. I I didn't taste that one. I I did have my Oban, and and I switched back to Ar- Iran. But, and and being a blend as it was, it was fantastic. I, I like it when you mix a, ta- mix a Talisker
2: and an Oban together. Yeah, it's called a Taliban.
1: Oh, no, come on. <laughs> come on.
2: <laughs> Never tried that. That's got to go. I'm going to do it. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's like an old joke or something. Well, I would, have, I would have came to this event, boys, but uh, I was unfortunately, I was uh, in the Gold Coast of Australia the week prior. And then spring break came up on me and I had to jaunt off to another beach.
1: Like Erica would say, poor Craig,
2: (laughs) we'll be you. I had some hard choices to make. I couldn't, I couldn't do them all. Poor Craig.
0: Yeah. I'm glad that you chose Brisbane over your buds. But that, that's another topic.
2: Yeah. The Brisbane, I, I have to admit, that was definitely yeah. an interesting place to visit. But I would have much rather have been able to go to Vegas and see uh, not only Joe up on the stage, but also Myron win all the awards in one time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey. For the listeners that, that weren't at the event, Greenlink... Wow. Hats off to Greenlink. They they did such a great job at this event. I don't know. How many awards were there? Five, six, something like that. And you guys won two of them? God bless, man. You guys did. You killed it. Good for you. I'm really proud to, to to have you as my friend right now for once.
1: It was the first time we win two awards at, at in one event. Yeah, but not not just any two awards. And we, nom- we were nominated for four, too. So that, that was also pretty cool. That's killer, man. Talk to us about the two awards you did win. All I saw was a very blurry picture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and all I remember is a very blurry image. Yeah, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was, it was pretty cool. We got nominated for four. Uh, One of the four was uh, Best in Show, uh, which is, you know, the biggest award. And the two awards that we won, one was for Best Newcomer. That was really cool. And then the second one was for Best uh, Solution Pavilion uh, Execution, which by the standard, what what I understand of how it's uh, decided is basically the execution of how we brought people to the booth and how we got them interested in our product.
2: Wouldn't have to be the fact that you had a very nice
1: bottle of scotch inside your booth. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of the execution. Also, we had basically open bar every night at the uh, what's it? What was it? Lucky Bar? The Lucky Bar. Yeah. So you know, you know what I gotta say to you, Myron. I don't know if you if you caught on to this, but
0: when you guys were giving that bottle of scotch away, because as you guys know, at the end of the show, they they you know they pull names and whatever, and there was some really killer prizes going up, like drones and TVs and echoes and uh, AirPods and like they had some really nice gifts at this show. But I will tell you, the only one gift that everyone was like, "Oh my God!" was when you guys got up with that bottle, and I heard everyone behind me going. Oh my god! I wish I could. Win. Oh, this that looks odd. And the people were talking, and you you were different. No one else gave anything away like that. And even after the fact, people were like, "I wanted that so badly."
1: So you know what? Hats off to you guys for being creative that way. That's the second time you guys have done that, right? We always give a nice bottle of scotch. This particularly was a that was a nice bottle. Yeah, it was a Glamoran 18 year, extremely rare bottle. It's the first time I've seen it, and there was only one at the liquor store that we bought it. Um, So, pretty cool. The the person that wanted, I don't remember the name. I mean, anybody can go buy a
2: drone, a TV, an iPad. You can go get those things. But you cannot, sometimes you cannot find a bottle of scotch that you may or may not ever be able to find again.
1: Well, not only that, but I think that Somebody can go out and say, okay, I'm going to go buy a drone because I'm going to have the drone and I'm going to use it and I'm going to continuously use it or whatever the case is. But with the scotch, some people don't know a good scotch and some people are not willing to risk spending a few hundred dollars on a bottle that they've never drank before. So, you know, this, this, it it gives to that, that experience. So
0: I agree. You know, people can justify, I'm going to spend 400 or a thousand dollars on a drone because... They know what it does and they know what it's like. But to go and spend $300 on a bottle of scotch. Mm-hmm. It's hard. That's hard. It's tough. Yeah. It really is. And and you know what? I've taken that bullet a few times and there's been times I've been impressed and times I've been disappointed. So it's it's risky unless you know what you're getting into or it's risky if you don't listen
1: to IT for whiskey. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of that. Um, that IT, for, IT risky. The other, the other thing that Craig missed out on was that. Joe, did you feel somewhat like a celebrity? Oh God, you yeah, guys are awful.
0: No, actually, it, it, true story, true story, and this is not being made up, Craig. Did
2: you sign autographs? No,
0: I didn't, I didn't, and I and I wouldn't, but there was- I might have, I might have. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Apparently
0: we have a great following, and you know what, thank you to all our fans for actually listening. A lot of the people are at the show, and I was walking through the halls, and- they were stopping me to talk to me and shake my hand. And, and there was a few people that actually stopped. And said, oh my God. I really wanted to introduce myself to you and say thank you so much. You know what? To those people that stopped me and I can go through a list, but it's, it, it's neither here nor there. Thank you. That actually validates what we're doing. And I'm really glad that we have this opportunity. Hey, I got to tell you guys a little funny story. So Craig, I didn't tell you about this. Myron knows about this, but I, I was moderating my boardroom. And the vendors come up and they present and do their thing. Well, Trend Micro, hats off to you guys! Talk about knowing your audience. From the sales guy and me, I, I was really impressed. They actually got one of the other members of our boardroom to play guitar. I don't know where they found a the guitar in the middle of Vegas uh, at a conference, but they did. And he likes country music. This this individual, and so he was singing and and, and a song. And the Trend Micro rep was kind of dancing around, whatever, having fun. And he dropped a bottle of bourbon on my desk and said, I hear we've got someone in the crowd that is a big whiskey fan. So I decided to go out last night at 10 o'clock and I bought you this bottle to say thank you for
1: representing the channel. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, uh, I was beside myself. I'm not a a user of uh, Trend Micro, but I think that you know that that was pretty pretty cool uh, to to go out there and, and uh, just the gesture is really nice
2: oh it's huge and to be honest they're they're educating themselves on their potential clients right there I mean that's smart
0: yeah for sure brilliant and so you know what not for anything he, he kind of made me look at them again we're a partner still and we still sell their products for some of our smaller clients but we haven't looked at them for for quite a while to be a serious uh, CSP MSP but you know what I'm looking at them now, so it it, clearly it worked.
1: Yeah, for sure. There's some sales strategy right there.
2: So speaking of whiskey, I am actually drinking a bottle of New Rift single barrel, and it is 113 proof. I think this is a minimum of four years. Yes, it is. It's a four-year bottle. It is uh, brown sugar, dried apple, uh, some oak, and some bold spice. It is actually, for a four-year-old bottle, it's actually pretty good. I mean, in, in my, my realm, this would be a bottle that I would get out for people to try if they came over and visited me. Hint, hint, because it's not something you would have regularly and it's sometimes it's hard to find i don't know i mean where i am it's hard to find i don't know if you or uh myron or joe have you ever seen this bottle on the shelf anywhere
1: i i haven't noticed it uh, i i've made a note so when i go back i check it
2: it's a kind of a cool bottle it's translucent on the bottom but it actually fades up to black
1: yeah, it is a pretty cool bottle. You know, uh, we 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 didn't mention the other host that we have on on the show today. The, the crow. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I know there's a crow up here, and he is he is pissed. He wants a cracker or something. I think no. I think he wants to try some of your scotch, dude. So you want to try some of your whiskey? I know. Uh, I'm
1: sorry. Hopefully, Kevin can uh, edit some of that out. But nah, let it leave him in. That's pretty cool.
2: Where's the seagulls at? I mean, seriously, it's a crow.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's weird. What are you drinking, Martin? I'm actually drinking. Isaac Bowman, there's a bottle that they have that's a port barrel finished. I have not had that one. It's a small batch copper distilled bourbon that um, they basically put it in a port barrel to finish it off. It's got an interesting taste. You know, uh, if you've ever tried a scotch, you know, like a port wood scotch or something like that, it's got similar uh, finishes. The Isaac Bowman is basically from the, is it Smith and Bowman company? So I don't, I don't know what the difference is between Isaac and Smith. Tell us, Joe. I am drinking
0: something I have never heard of before and I have never had before. When we left Exchange, I went to the airport in Vegas and I went into the Red uh, Duty Free shop and this brilliantly silver can caught my eye with. Brown writing on it, and I was like, "Wow, that's in the Scotch section, and I've never seen this before. I can't even pronounce it. It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess this up. But it's Bruish ladic brick Laddick, I guess. I don't know. But well, what's really cool about this is I, I did a little bit of reading up on this um, after I bought it. This particular bottle is exclusive to the red." duty free shops. One of those, right, it was not expensive. I think I paid 80 bucks for it, which by my standard is cheap. And the interesting thing is it's is an eyelid, but I'm, I'm not a big eyelid guy. However, it says in big brown writing, unpeated eyelid. So I thought, all right, let's give her a shot. It's not bad. What I found out about this afterwards is the distillery, actually they had bought an abandoned distillery that had been around for over 2000 years and it had been abandoned for like 100 plus years. And so these guys went out, bought this distillery, they renovated it, and started making scotch again. And they are using, so this is the really cool thing about it is, they're using a waterside barley in an Islay process. So that's the unique twist that they put on this particular bottle. The Berrier barley is one of the oldest barleys used in Scotland. Did you know that one there? Scottish boy, uh, Craig.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, oh yeah, that's right. I am Scottish, aren't
0: I? Uh, I'm so lame. So, Barry, it's an ancient barley, um, and it says on the bottle, right on the the, the canister, it says, in the Neolithic village of Scarabare on Ocknery. So, regardless of, of how badly I just botched that pronunciation... Uh, When you look up the town, it actually is a civilization that existed more than 4,500 years ago. So, this is history, boys and girls. This is really about the origin of what scotch is. So, I kind of find it's uh, kind of a little bit of a nostalgic moment for me. Make me a little bit clamped. It's pretty cool. Yeah, It's got good history. Now, what does it taste like? Aha! As a lot of people may or may not know, I have a really bad reaction to very peaty scotches. My sinuses flare up, it's maybe an allergy, I don't know, call it what you will. This is unpeated with an ILA process and as we all know, ILA's are processed, uh, the, the, the barley is dried out using peat moss and they smoke it up and that's why you get that peatiness in, in, in the scotch. Well, somehow they figured out how to reverse that after the fact. I'm breathing just fine boys and girls So passes that check mark Not very peaty Which I'm really happy about I do taste the peat But it's not killing my sinuses So I'm good I can't deal with any peat It's I I, You know what I taste A little bit It's just a hint You might actually If you like some of the bourbons That you're talking about You might actually be alright with this one I don't know about that You should come to Toronto to taste it
1: When it gets warmer
0: Uh, Give me a month, (laughs) but it's got a really a little bit of a grainy smell, but the taste is
1: fantastic. Here's the kicker. There's no aftertaste. That is the first time. You know what? Um, We are almost at the end of the time and I want to talk about one thing that we haven't mentioned about the show. I was interviewed thanks to Joe. Joe, you want to talk about how that got set up? I, I was interviewed
0: because Diana from Channel Co stopped me and said, well, you're on the board and I'd like you to, to say some words about the conference. And I said, sure, great. So I did an interview. You go to the channel, co and look up the exchange event. You may see me or maybe she deleted me out. Who knows? But relevant, I, I was talking to her, said, you know, if you're looking for more interviews, I said, I really think there's, there's, a, there's a great candidate for this. And she said, oh, who would that be? And sure enough, I said, Myron. Because Craig wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you, thank you very much. And so I said, I said, no, Myron, Myron from uh, from Greenlink would uh, probably be a good, good person to interview. She, and so she said, all right, that, that, that sounds really good. Let me know if you can coordinate it. And so I did, I coordinated, and I said, Myron, get your butt down there right now. She needs to interview you right now. And what did Myron do? I went right down. And so sure enough, he went right down. And why don't you
1: tell us uh, how the interview went there, Myron? It was pretty good actually before i got interviewed i bumped into andrew who andrew's always a great supporter of the the podcast and of uh greenlink as well and he really believes in what we're trying to do overall um in the podcast and uh andrew basically runs the media side um sorry andrew if i got the wrong thing but i think he runs the entire media side of uh, crn which is pretty cool anyway so i got to talk to him for a little bit and um from there, um, I got interviewed and she asked, you know, questions about the cloud and how I thought things were shifting in the cloud. And, and the, the conversation went from, you know, what Greenlink did and, you know, where do I see the cloud to... IT for Whiskey and where do we see IT for Whiskey going and, and why we started and all that good stuff. So I wish I would have had all three of you or all three of us there and had a chance to talk but uh, I tried to represent as best as I could <laughs> and uh, hopefully she doesn't delete it like Joe's uh, interview and she posts it up. <laughs> and you just got fired, Byron. Craig, what did you do that whole entire time while we were there?
2: I was spending time with my family because I was just in Australia and leaving for uh, Spring break in uh, Sanibel Florida I was I was doing work I know that Myra knew that I wasn't coming. I knew Joe was like Joe's doing Joe, and I didn't really give update to Joe, but I was debating about just showing up and then staying in Joe's room um, and not going to the event, but uh i I just couldn't swing it, man. My home life is more important than you guys. I do like you guys, but i couldn't I couldn't swing at all: No
1: that's a, that's understandable that's understandable. You know, uh, uh, I got to say, though, these events, man, and I know we've said it before, but these events, you get to network with these people, exchange ideas. There was constant um, idea sharing between just within our circle of, you know, our close, you know, uh, Guillermo was, you know, was asking some stuff. And, the you know, the rest of the team were, you know, providing him with some info. Um, you know, Will, who was the first time he was there, he was, you know, he was like a sponge. He was, you know, soaking it all in and And it's just great i mean you you create this relationship this bond with with these different m s p s across the the country or the world next thing you know um there, there's some some business ex- exchange there's there's calls that are set up afterwards there's vendors that you i mean whoever's not taking advantage of these these events is really missing out and i think the the channel company and the exchange events are just one of the great places to go so um Joe, you you have any since you're an advisor
0: I will say I agree with everything you just said to the degree that I don't miss an event of this nature because of the opportunities that I find for me and for our infinite IT uh, what we get out of it just as a quick example I got a phone call from someone I met there um, someone I've, I've known and for a bit but I've met at the event originally and he's bringing us in on an opportunity now it's not a big big opportunity but you know what it could represent some decent revenue and we're working on it together and we're partnering for customer stickiness and, co- and account control and that's fantastic and that only happened because of a going to an event like this and that only happened truthfully i met him through through you myron and he's in trusting us to be a partner of theirs and to engage in because of the fact that you know we, you know we T has a good reputation that we're very channel friendly and that we don't cut other people's grass and we're going to work together absolutely it's business out there we don't have to absolutely. kill each other for every dollar
1: right <laughs> hey before we leave uh, before we leave uh, I want to shout out to uh Dawn and Day from Third Element and uh, dawn specifically for uh, now being part of the advisory uh board looking forward to working with you don at the channel company i think that's that's going to be great they're a greenlink partner we love them um they were super excited um they were there the whole entire you know process for us getting that those awards and uh that meant a lot to me and to giovanni and um yeah, I mean these events, you 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 gotta go to them. There's there's no no doubt about that. I just bought six copies of Hero. That's awesome. Nice. With that, I want to end it. We're we're past our time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. See you soon. Thanks, guys. Wiki wiki whack.
0: That's all for this episode of IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like and subscribe at IT Whiskey. Com.
2: Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, guys. Ooh, let the dogs out. <laughs> ooh, 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 let the dogs out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could have stopped recording a long time ago.